0: welcome to ice town clowns a podcast reviewing every episode of nbc's parks and recreation i'm katie
1: i'm jacob and i'm gonna start a non-profit group that puts umbrella hats on homeless people when it rains
2: (laughs) i love everything about the cold open
1: Uh (sighs) leslie could one say that a book is nothing more than a painting of words, which are the notes of, on the tapestry of the greatest film ever sculpted?
0: <laughs> one could. Uh, but should one. <laughs> so this week we're reviewing season four, episode three, uh, Born and Raised. It aired on October 6th of 2011, was directed by Dean Holland, written by Aisha Muharar, and the summary is, while promoting her new book about Pawnee, Leslie falls prey to some gotcha journalism. Meanwhile, Anne <laughs> is determined to bond with Ron and April. Which is not really a summary of this episode, but uh, okay. It,
1: it does reference both the A and the B plot.
0: It does. It does. Um, and then, yeah, the cold open is, it's definitely the best impression of NPR that's ever been done. I think.
1: And that that's it, it, Dan, that's Dan Castellaneta, right? Uh, I don't know. Homer Simpson?
2: I I believe it is. I mean, and and in the running for best NPR skit, it's probably either this or Sweaty Balls.
1: Yes. Yeah, Gary Merbles is played by Dan Castellaneta.
0: Yeah it's the whole thing is just amazing like the the filling in for person filling in for person it's just like it's spot on npr
1: yep apparently the name of his show is thoughts for your thoughts (laughs)
2: It's so good. It's so good.
0: (laughs) There's a podcast out there somewhere titled that. I'm sure of it.
2: Like, if we had thought of it, that would have been a great title for this podcast. (laughs)
0: That would have been a deep cut.
2: (laughs) Yes.
1: uh, (laughs) They're terrible. Yes. But they are lesbians. lesbians.
0: So, and everybody just nods. Oh, it's great. Um,
2: What was it? What was the name of the band? Something's Fjord. Yeah, nefertiti's fjord <laughs> it's, it's in my notes and you don't want to know how i tried to spell fjord it's f-j-o-r-d yeah it's oh not wow not i spelled of... it right
1: <laughs> oh, there you go <laughs> uh, uh this might be my favorite cold open of the entire
2: show okay oh. like I, I love it so much i mean this is brooklyn 99 cold open level good <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's very good
2: because I mean we've talked about it before. The Parks and Rec cold opens are generally more connected to the story than like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which are or just The like,
0: Office. Yeah,
2: yeah. Here's the funniest ninety second thing we could think of. Right. Um. Like the, Parks and Rec doesn't normally do this, but I mean this is actually connected to the plot. It's just so brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> there I agree. Are
2: lesbians. <laughs> Uh a one of the best just like mocking of liberals lines that's ever been yeah. done. <laughs>
0: um so Leslie gives everybody copies of her book. Um she writes like eight pages for uh for April. I thought started thinking of you as a woman and a person, and I just got carried away. I don't know. I liked it. It's the beginning, not the beginning, but it's, we're starting to see more of a sweet friendship between April and Leslie in a yeah. mentor-mentee space.
1: Yeah, but they need to back off this SJW crap about asserting that women are people, or else some people are going to come on the internet and give them some stern talking-to's about why the next two Star Wars movies had better be really different than the last two.
0: Uh the internet wasn't as bad in 2011.
1: It really wasn't. <laughs> Though this episode is linked to one of the worst things about the internet in 2011. It's true. It's true. So, uh, Leslie gives books to her subordinates and then as their boss and in their place of work in a government office says, "I want you all to buy several additional copies." <laughs> That's so That's illegal. straight up some Kellyanne Conway stuff right there. I mean, Donald Trump Jr. isn't that bad at this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I whoa. mean, he is. He's definitely yes, yeah, pretty at much it.
0: probably. But also, not to jump too far ahead, but she then spends most of the episode asking the rest of her employees to spend their time fact-checking her book rather than whatever yes. it is they're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, she should be arrested. <laughs> Like, not for the first time. Okay. So, um, I have to say, though, given that I just can't anymore, and I've basically stopped listening to any news or political-related podcasts, uh, I might pick up the audiobook of the Time Traveler's optometrist to listen to <laughs> on my drives in and out of D.C. every day.
0: There you go. I've, I've and restarted. And Jody says it's good. Right. Jody! Um, She is the perfect person to be in charge of the Pawnee Book Club. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) Yes, I mean, they're taking a a swing at Oprah and at Donald Trump in this episode.
0: Yeah, it's a very, um, the episode translates well. (laughs) Like You could pick it up and put it down in 2017 or 18, and it wouldn't be that. Out of line.
2: Wait, what's the joke about, you know, Barack Obama? I thought we were talking about John McCain, who wasn't born in the United States. Or Ted Cruz, who wasn't born in the United States, to parents who weren't even American citizens and yet still
1: tried to run for president. And I would take him every day over what we have. Right
0: isn't now. <laughs> that, settle isn't that insane? Settle,
2: settle down.
1: What? NATO would not be on the verge of collapse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've really reached the point where it, even... Even Ted Cruz would be preferable.
1: Is Joffrey available?
0: (laughs) No, I'm not there. I'm not there. I wanted to viscerally, like, harm that child.
1: And you're a liberal public defender.
0: I know. I know. That kid, though, he needed to go. Uh so Joan Joan gets a tip that there's an ina- an inaccuracy in Leslie's book, but she won't tell them what it is because she wants her gotcha moment. Which then, it's amazing to me that Leslie still goes on this show. I know,
1: right? Like, who
2: who goes on this show? I do love the gotcha dancers. We'll get there in a minute.
0: <laughs> Uh, and Joan doesn't remember Ben, even though, like, what, like, two and a half months ago, he had a
1: meltdown on her, <laughs> her show. It was, it was about a year ago. It was two and a half months ago in this podcast, but it was about a year ago. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I do like Tom actually summarizing himself so well in this episode. One of the things I'm best at is writing coattails. Behind every successful man is me, taking partial credit.
2: It, it is such a good line and then the I'm cute together with everybody like it just reminds me of oh right that's the Aziz Ansari we all loved right yeah I actually I was
1: thinking in this episode is this when Tom turns the corner it could be this is a good
0: Tom episode like, like he's not terrible in this but, right no. he
1: responds perfectly to Joni's like uh aggressive
2: advance you might you could call it that <laughs> That would be an okay adjective to use when it turns from light flirtatious banter to uh, a, a, an imminent uh, offer, yeah, yeah. with uh, an expected answer, right? right? Right. When when he suddenly becomes caramel. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: No, it's a very it's a very good Tom episode, but but without changing the character drastically. You know, he is who he's always been, but we do see a nicer side of it and we see his business actually doing something i didn't remember that there was ever a time when they did anything at all
2: but this is what they
0: should be doing
2: they produced the video for the little sebastian funeral
0: yeah i guess true (laughs) um so Anne back at the parks department because i guess it makes sense for Anne to be there in the middle of the day helping with this um She tries to help Ron and April look for inaccuracies and is determined to bond with them, which is really just, I don't know.
1: Anne is 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 very needy in this episode, (laughs) yeah, but it doesn't make it okay how Ron and April treat her. True. True. Even though Uh, as she gets more aggressive and pushing for the small talk, she, she lapses way into get the fuck away from me, you're really annoying territory.
0: Yeah. Because it's also just like, I don't know, Anne, you're a nurse, You have a degree, you also have this nice job with the parts department, like, who cares? Just, like, walk
2: away from these people. This is the definition of a B-plot, and just, like, wasn't necessary. Well, it was necessary because the A-plot wasn't 22 minutes worth of
1: television. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, We've
0: been watching Cheers, the first season of Cheers, and along with the episodes being like twenty eight minutes long instead of twenty two minutes long, it's amazing. So many of the episodes, at least in season one, there's not a B plot in most of them. It's they're like little one act plays. Every single one of them, and there's just one plot that all the characters kind of participate in. It's it's interesting. So Sam and a-
1: Diane don't end
2: up together. <laughs>
0: Go fuck yourself!
2: Uh, I know. <laughs> I hate Sam and Diane. Um, so the uh, one of one of the shows that's actually like that is a very different kind of show. But everybody loves Raymond. Famously, literally, never had a B plot in an episode. Every really? episode of that show is only an A plot, which means right. Like if you ever catch a random mm-hmm. rerun on I don't know TBS or wherever it plays, like it's really disorienting if you notice it because. Basically, all comedies, right, have A, B, and usually even a C plot, and yeah. um, that like Cheers. I mean, Seinfeld often wouldn't have a B plot. Sometimes they would. Like, it it just it feels very different when it is a one act play.
1: Let's be yeah. honest, though. Everybody loves Raymond. Even their A plots are basically just B plots. <laughs>
0: Separate. But, I'm not arguing. It's a great yes. show. <laughs>
2: I'm, it's not arguing for the merits of it. It's just it's 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 a. Yeah, I didn't thing know that. that. Show. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I did not know that. Uh, so on this show on Parks, turns out Leslie. Why are we Les-
2: discussing the show we're discussing?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Leslie wasn't born in Pawnee. Dun 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 dun.
2: Joan gotcha. <laughs> we'll pull I really- out a map and speculate wildly. <laughs> I know, I love that.
0: <laughs> I love the author, comma immigrant. Cry that shows up beneath Leslie. In some ways, this episode was really predictive of 2018.
1: Actually,
2: this is a great episode. It is.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, we get to see Bert Macklin yeah. and Leslie's mom shows up in like a perfectly sized Leslie mo- Leslie's mom appearance.
0: Um. Yeah. I also want to know about the gotcha dancers. Like, what do they get paid? Are they on call? Like, how does one? Are you just like? working your regular job as a waitress and then, like, the Joan Calamezo show says they're going to need you today. Yep. And,
1: yep. Mm. Like, if you're just a local politician and you show up to be on Joan's show and you see the gotcha girls in makeup <laughs> before your <laughs> segment, hey. why do you go on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are they doing here? Oh, it's for the segment after you. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when
2: you're talking to the local farmer? Exactly.
0: Um, All right. We already talked about like a a whole bunch of my next notes, which are that it's mostly just nice to see Tom doing what his company was designed to do.
1: Yes. Um, Did you know that when Joan was 18, Val Kilmer saw her in a mall and told her she should be a model?
0: Yeah, that never happened. (laughs) That
2: never happened. (laughs) i love that ben is randomly dragged into this too
0: ben and tom i guess it's just because like he's such a good adam's got such a good straight man to tom that they just keep putting them together because it's funny it really works yeah it does Uh,
1: work leslie meets some trump voters at her book uh meeting at the at the bookstore
0: yeah, it's um, it's kind of tough to watch. I was trying to think of, like, I guess 2011 would have been... The birther movement would have been in some ways at its height, but in other ways, like, really rejected. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember well, I mean, the culture in it which was this it... episode aired.
2: Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jacob. Well, I was... Like... It's it's prior to right the release of the you know long form birth certificate. They should never have had to be yada yada yada. But like it's, um, I think it's at its peak in the kind of crazy fringe. But it was certainly kind of snuffed out of what was at the time the kind of respectable mainstream Republican Party.
0: Oh, I miss those guys, man.
2: Yeah, whatever happened to them? I don't think they I actually went anywhere.
1: They're still congressmen and senators. Yeah, but didn't they used to actually do stuff or, like, have things they stood up for? You know, I would just, I would just like to lose an election to somebody who's just, just wrong. Not, not horrifying. Uh,
0: so, my favorite Ben line here is when they're out to... Uh, lunch and Joan like is like I'm gonna go powder my nose and other things, and he just flat out says, "Is she gonna go powder her vagina?" <laughs> like it would have been funny to just leave it like up to speculation, but him just flat out saying it was hilarious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, the slightly the slightly quizzical but like no nonsense right. way he says it to. right i mean his line reading on that is so good yeah. his line readings are always good
0: i do like ben's uh like nerd culture is mainstream now yes and tom's exactly just like that just like that <laughs> um
2: and then uh, we come and then we come to the secret board of shadow yeah. figures, guys. Guys, this Flash poll. Right, that's how that works, right? Flash poll? First of all, <laughs> that
1: doesn't that's not worth anything. That, that data is not worth anything. But most
2: importantly Maybe they who, could add Frank Lunch to a focus group.
1: Who is paying for it?
0: <laughs> we got to that scene and I was like, oh my gosh, Kirk and Jacob are just gonna like throw their microphones across the room. Yes! Uh, yeah, good times.
2: <laughs> like, guys, guys, a, 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 a high-level congressional campaign will maybe, maybe poll twice in a cycle.
1: Uh, depending on what, whether it has a competitive primary, yeah, absolutely. Right, might, like, have a, might have a third if there's a competitive primary, and there might be a couple of external polls that, that they
2: get shown, but yeah, that's it. Two, three uh, times. A, a, a city council candidate <laughs> in a town of what, – what did we learn? The size of Bismarck, North Dakota? Um, I don't know, you know but
0: I, I have a lot of questions from what we learned in this next scene coming up. But I don't know. We'd, I don't remember the size exactly of Pawnee.
1: I'm just saying that if you were running a campaign for mayor of a city in northern Virginia with a population of roughly 120,000 people – you might not even poll in that campaign, right? At all,
2: maybe. Maybe not at all, because you spend your money actually talking to voters. Yes, yes.
0: Well, if or only Leslie had you
1: guys. You can spend your money taking voters from, say, Wisconsin, and putting them on buses and driving them to Iowa to canvass, thinking that maybe Iowa's competitive and Wisconsin is pretty safe. Uh, and then if you do that, there's just there's just no reason to go on.
2: I don't see any problem with canvassing in the great state of Iowa, particularly to help our down-ballot races. Yeah.
0: So Leslie has to go to Eagleton <laughs> to find to get her long-form birth certificate.
1: What is the county records office doing in Eagleton? Right. It was previously right. established that, that, that Pawnee is the seat of the county. Why yeah. is there a county government office in Eagleton? It, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Right.
0: If... The records are there, <laughs> and Wamapoke County seems to encompass at least two towns, Eagleton and Pawnee, if not more. I think we've
2: heard of a couple others.
0: Eagleton is the county seat. <laughs> uh,
1: except that Eagleton is almost certainly not the county seat because it's the small little rich enclave, right? It, it, it Pawnee is the county seat because we know the county government offices are in Pawnee because that's been established. Except for this one records office. It
0: was just mysteriously and Yeah, no, it drove me insane. I I wrote a lot of notes about how could this
1: be. You know, when the writers were sitting here crafting the Parks and Recreation cinematic universe, it's like they didn't even consider. (laughs) Just didn't
0: think of it at all.
1: How county government interacts (laughs) with the city governments in these areas. I know.
0: I agree, which I can't believe to be true, but... It does sometimes feel like it when you get to these
1: episodes. A county government building isn't going to be able to afford the property values in Eagleton.
0: Right.
2: And the, right. City, the city of Eagleton isn't going to allow those properties to go untaxed. Yeah, yeah this is a thing people should know. Generally, state capitals, county capitals, uh, not county capitals, county seats. seats yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the places you put the majority of government buildings are not in the super expensive areas. Right. The county seat is either... The central, like physically central, seat city in the in the in the county, or it's the biggest city in the county, right? It it's, it's Sac- not the richest. Sacramento is hardly the biggest, richest, most expensive city in California. It's just centrally located. I mean, not from Southern California. I was
0: gonna say, is it? But I don't know that much about California, so <laughs> I just
2: always assume. That I do like,
0: Way up north. <laughs>
2: California anybody thinks northern california is 30 minutes north of where they live fair enough yeah sorry sorry i referenced not the i referenced the wrong elite coast here that <laughs> yes. was my mistake yeah the one you're from jake right the one where my parents live
0: um can we talk about chris trigger <laughs> smiling to try oh to my get god that exception
2: it <laughs> should have worked
0: I just like one of his best moments, maybe in the entire show. Like That
2: is, it is the best of Rutlow.
0: Because you don't see, Chris Traeger isn't a character that sort of um, knows, or at least acts like he knows how good looking he is most of the time. So to see him sort of break and try and use it, and then be so surprised when it fails. <laughs>
2: See, here's the thing. I don't know that he he knows in that moment that it's working for him because he's attractive. I think he just thinks if anyone were that nice, oh, people would, would do things for mm, them. Yeah.
1: I don't know. He leans in and puts on a pretty heavy smile.
2: Yeah.
1: There. He 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 flashes the puppy dog eyes. Like he may not know what he's doing, but
0: yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. Um. <laughs> so we go back to Tom and Ben at lunch with Joan. And I like how even though Tom or Ben knows that this whole talking about nerd culture thing is like, he's just being messed with and Tom doesn't understand it. He cannot help himself. (laughs) As soon as he starts talking about whatever he wants to talk about, he's in it.
2: I'm pretty sure Kirk and I had that exact conversation at one point. Maybe. (laughs) Kirk, did you have any thoughts about the second Star Trek movie?
1: Uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan is an excellent movie.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about the second J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie?
1: J.J. Abrams is also a person who has made Star Trek movies.
0: You know what my favorite part is? Is I really like the Spock romances. Because, you know, there's so much <laughs> logic that he's governed by, but then he's got that heart, too. <sighs> I just love it.
1: I'm fine with that, actually. Yeah, no, that didn't bother me. That, I, no, what bothered me is that the end of darkness was just such a really bad pastiche of things from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and somehow Spock, traveling back in time, which changed certain little details of Captain Kirk's birth and created the new timeline, also changed Khan's race 300 years earlier. <laughs> Suddenly Khan's a white guy? Doesn't make any sense.
2: There we go. That's A lot of white guys.
1: It. A lot of white guys named Khan Union Singh. Really. Very, very common name.
2: Well, it's like all the people in the uh, Firefly universe who are uh, deeply diverse. Yes.
1: Uh, uh,
2: I did like Ben's reaction to Jones singing. I was like, well, <laughs> that was
1: as long as it was loud.
2: <laughs> like, do we believe if it was both loud and long that nobody from the restaurant would have come to advise her that perhaps... Uh, you know, she should have a glass she's, of water.
0: She's Joan Calamezzo. She owns that town. That's fair.
2: <laughs> that is totally fair. Yep. Like, what are they going
1: to do? Call P.E.R.D.? Right. <laughs> so the thing about my, oh my friend God, is, I really wish
0: she
2: is drunk. <laughs> I would love drunk P.E.R.D. <laughs> um,
0: but good on Tom for saying they had to get her home safe. Yes. And, and no, there is nothing creepy in his motivations. Just
1: no. Impressive. <laughs> What was creepy, though, Katie, is how much Joan's bedroom looks like you're in Carter's bedroom.
0: I know. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up.
1: Like, but- I only because I had, when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you gave birth, I you know, you had to run and get something for you at your house, and it's like, oh, my God, this is Joan Calamezzo's bedroom.
0: I know. we down to the pictures of the that pic- actress. I mean, yeah, I know. Weird. Which I know. Did you buy
1: those <laughs> from the set auction at the end yes. of the series? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> everything, everything about Jim's house is terrifying.
1: Um, I do wonder, like, are we meant to believe that they keep a non-microfiche copy of everyone's birth certificate in this county records office? And that... Andy is somehow smart enough to find that room and locate the exact piece of paper that they are looking for.
0: Without anybody seeing him, because there's at least one staff member back there (laughs) who probably would have noticed Andy Dwyer walking around, like, looking for things.
2: So, I I do want to note, like, this is also a fairly infamous, uh, like, moment if you watch, like, Parks and Rec blooper reels or anything, where, uh, uh, Apparently, on the first take of this, Chris Pratt took the uh, briefcase and threw it behind the counter, but threw it so hard he hit and broke the light switch, and the lights turned off in the room um, because he actually broke a functioning light uh, on set by throwing the briefcase too hard. So, cool. we need
0: to find that.
2: <laughs> yes, Somewhere. link to that. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'll find it. Yes, no.
0: Wait, Jacob, you're going to do some work for this podcast, other than
2: showing up and recording here? No, he's (laughs) not. No, by by that I mean, I'll remind you to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all right, there we go.
1: So, Leslie Barbara Nope, born on January 18 in Eagleton, Indiana. Haven't we seen Leslie's birthday? Was it in an episode that took place in January?
0: I do not remember.
2: I no, that's information (laughs) I don't have available to me. All right. Okay. We'll we'll be on the
0: lookout in the future, I guess. Yes.
1: But apparently, Pawnee Hospital was overrun with raccoons, so Leslie's mom went to Eagleton to give birth, and apparently never told Leslie because Leslie was really into Pawnee. Sure.
2: (laughs) At the same time, I like. We're gonna get to this in a minute, but colloquially. Do you not say you were born basically in the city that you grew up in? I, I, I think the, the location of the physical hospital is infrequently referenced.
1: Well, I would say that you don't say you were born someplace there. if you weren't born there, but you do say you're from someplace if it's where you spent the majority or at least the initial few years of your childhood. Right. Okay. You know, so.
0: Yeah, I, that's true. But I do think that there's people don't make those kind of distinctions all the time between, like, yeah, what hospital they were born in. Right. You know? Like, like
1: it, 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 it's not a big deal. Like, I, I wouldn't argue that Jacob was born a couple blocks from Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco, California. I, I, but I, 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 I would say he grew up very near to Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco, California. I, I, I was actually born in
2: Marin. Oh, my God. You're yeah. a monster. I know, right? That, which is the Eagleton of Northern California. <laughs> True story.
1: Yeah, literally the coastal elite. <laughs> I <know.
2: laughs> then yeah. I handed you a little wine glass when you but, were born. But I, but I didn't grow up there. No. Petaluma. Yep, that's right. Yep. So Where they shot American graffiti.
0: Anne comes in, I I guess what we meant to think, this is the next day, I guess so. The next day she comes in again uh, and starts talking to April and Ron about a weird patient. And so I know everybody likes these stories, but the way that April and Ron act is me and my coworkers for any type of, like, crime someone was arrested anything like this intense fascination and then the hyper specific questions it
1: just it really yeah it resonated but what about HIPAA? yeah okay fair enough <laughs> i feel like april <laughs> comes in here and decides to violate HIPAA to entice april and ron to talk to her
0: but i think it's fake Like, I think she's just making it up.
2: (laughs) Also, I don't know that it's a HIPAA violation to tell a story with no indication of who it is. Yeah. No, that's probably right. I think you get close up to the line. Yeah. But, I mean, my parents both worked in hospitals and, right, like, definitely told stories all the time, just never told me who it was. Right.
0: And that it is, I mean, it's kind of the same with attorney-client
2: privilege.
0: Like I don't do it on here because Kirk's right, it, it's very close to the line. But I can certainly tell stories about cases, but I, I'm limited. I can't give anything that would, you know, give a description of that would lead you to figure out who the person was, nor could I say like things that specifically my client had told me. But I can still say like here's a crazy thing that happened at work so like if
2: a former heisman trophy winning running back were to have confessed you know say a horrible crime to you you would just you know have to leave out that they had won the heisman trophy
0: exactly exactly then you wouldn't be able to narrow it down
2: okay great it
0: also helps when they write books called if i did it i feel less like (laughs) that i have to keep things (laughs) secret there
2: Okay, great. So we're not going to let anybody know who that's talking about. No, 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 no. Um, God, Reggie Bush's timeline got dark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but then I forgot about this. Ron calls her Jenny.
1: Yeah, agreed. Thank you for sharing, Jenny. I actually really like that bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah just to show her that, you know, anytime anybody's getting too close, he calls them by the wrong name, and then April, I don't remember what name she uses, but she does it too, and it's, it's really good.
1: I I love the two of them together. Yeah. It's a proud parental moment.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and then, Leslie, Chris, uh, Tom, and Ron, I don't know, is this Leslie's, like, campaign brain trust, I guess? They all discuss what she should do, and Chris Trager Cr- comes up with what Kirk just said.
2: And Chris straight up turns into Sam Seaborn. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it, that. What's the Galileo scene, right, um, right. from yeah. the West Wing? Like, he just straight does that, and it's, oh, right. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> You're welcome, Steve.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is a great Chris episode. Just his pained facial expression there and when he doesn't get what he wants from being Roblo Charming are just right. so good.
1: Yes. And, 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 and in a lot of ways underplayed, right? Like the, the Roblo Charming thing? That was a whole episode of 30 Rock about that sort of Yeah, with... Idea. um. With Don Draper. Don Draper, with, yes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's Don't pretend like they're different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's also great on uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yes. But, yeah, like, that was a whole episode. They, here they, they get that, that entire joke, that whole episode, in, in one great scene.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nope. I think actually everyone is really good in this episode. It is. E- it's, even yes. Jerry, who, when he shows up at the end, <laughs> has spent days hunting down info on
2: the book. Again, on government time, is he reimbursing those miles? Yes,
1: Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. And Leslie doesn't have the heart to tell him that they already figured out the error. Which is actually kind of nice. I feel like a couple years ago they would have told him just to laugh at him.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe.
1: I don't know if it's that Leslie
0: doesn't have the heart to tell him. It feels that there's a little bit of maliciousness in there. He
1: seems so happy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Donna didn't say anything.
0: Uh... Yeah. No, this is just a really solid episode. Everyone is funny. Everyone is kind of at the top of their game. Like, it's...
1: None of our main characters do anything particularly unlikable, except for Leslie massively abusing her office staff in the service of her political campaign.
0: I feel like that's gonna be a theme in season four, though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we can just note that objection for the record and... uh
0: got a continuing objection you can ask for and it just kind of goes on throughout the subject um yeah but no I I like this episode a lot it was sometimes when we have to when we're watching these to record and I watch them and then I'm like okay I watched it I want to get back to the the show I'm watching now this one finished and I was like uh I kind of want to watch another one
2: I know (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it is a real struggle to just watch one person rep episode at a time. Yeah,
1: yeah. though, it it takes you 45 minutes to watch it because you keep pausing it to type up your notes. Right? Who does what? (laughs) I I
0: pause it to type notes. Um, I I just scribble them as I go.
2: (laughs) Yeah, same. Every
0: once in a while, it's like a really, like, good quote that I need to get down. I'll I'll pause it. But, um, yeah, okay, well, I just good talk, it. guys. No, <laughs> Jacob, that is shocking.
2: You seem I to put so much effort into this, Jacob. I, I know, I know. Did we, did we come close to passing Bechdel here at all? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I mean, because
1: uh, uh, Anne constantly tried to have conversations with April. <laughs> in this yeah,
0: episode. that's true. Not about a man.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but when she finally succeeds, I mean, I think. I think the intention is that those conversations last longer than the nine seconds she got with April prior to Ron being in the conversation and, uh, you know, encouraging it to continue. I'm just saying
1: that they had a conversation or two, you know, that involved at least one exchange of dialogue in either direction, which was not about a man.
0: That's true. I think it passes.
1: And
2: both characters have names. They do. Right. Even if Ron doesn't know them. Yes. Alright, well, you can
0: write to us at icetownclowns at gmail.com. You can write on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash icetownclowns, or share our posts on your Facebook page, and then your friends will see that you shared it, and then they'll come over and they'll like our Facebook page, and then we grow and expand and we get new listeners, etc., etc. You can tweet at us at IceTown Clown Pod. Same thing, you can retweet us, same thing will happen. It'll be very exciting. Or you can go to our Woo. website www.icetownclown.com.
1: So next week, or well not next week, in 2 weeks. Fortnightly. We're a fortnightly podcast <laughs> for now until at least through the election. But our next episode is going to be about the fourth episode of the fourth season. Pawnee Rangers, so go out there, watch that episode, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast Store or the new Google Podcast Store or wherever you get your get your episodes so that other people learn about our show. And while you're out there doing that, please help me and Katie and Larry figure out who the hell is paying for these polls that are being conducted in the city council
2: race. You've been listening to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast about parks and recreation that we are at the end of. And that end is now. We're terrible and we're not even lesbians.